Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the It's a good thing I checked the microphone at the last second. There's all these, I've mentioned this before, there are all these little things that need to happen to create a podcast. There are all these little technical things that you could mess up or these things you could forget, like to plug in the microphone or to turn on the microphone. I'm actually going to make sure, yes, the microphone is turned on. I recorded a ton of episodes like a couple years ago on this other podcast I have, and I realized that the microphone wasn't even turned on, so it was just recording straight into the Mac computer. These little types, these sorts of things. Anyway, uh, lesson 130, it is impossible to see two worlds. So we can see the world of the ego, the world of resentment, the world of hatred, the world of prestige, the world of glamour, the world of accomplishments, the world of yada, 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 or we can see the world of the Holy Spirit. That's this lesson in a nutshell. So, excuse me, lesson 130, it is impossible to see two worlds. Perception is consistent. What you see reflects your thinking. And your thinking but reflects your choice of what you want to see. Your values are determiners of this. For what you value, you must want to see. Believing what you see is really there. No one can see a world his mind has not accorded value. No one can fail to look upon what he believes he wants. Now, if you go on you know, social media, Facebook, you can see a heck of a lot of people, and I have most definitely been very guilty of this myself, seeing what they want to see, thinking what they want to think, believing what they want to believe. And when your beliefs get confronted in a way that, in, in such a way that you see a nugget or a morsel of truth in the other side of things or another contrasting uh, belief, that's what is referred to as cognitive dissonance. So there's a lot of cognitive dissonance sort of inherent in The Course in Miracles. I went through a period of cognitive dissonance when I got sober because I came to believe that maybe, just maybe, there actually was a God and that maybe, just maybe, this God could solve all of my problems. And that flew in the face of all of this sort of atheist crap I had been spewing for many years. Not like all the time, not like Christopher Hitchens or anything, but if you asked me about God, I would give you my opinion. So when I started to come to believe, it resulted, or part of the coming to believe process involved rather some cognitive dissonance. So this, I had accorded the, I had accorded value to the world of atheism or non-believing and then being challenged in that realm um, with the other world or the other side of things was a little bit uh, frazzling. Is that the word? Frazzling. Anyway, I don't know if that's a word, but you get what I'm saying. Yet who can really hate and love at once? Who can desire what he does not want to have reality? And who can choose to see a world of which he is afraid? Fear must make blind, for this its weapon is. That which you fear to see, you cannot see. Love and perception thus go hand in hand, but fear obscures in darkness 
what is there. So fear hides love. In other words, I believe that's what that, that I believe that's what that is saying. What then can fear project upon the world? What can be seen in darkness that is real? Truth is eclipsed by fear, and what remains is but imagined. Yet what can be real in blind imagings of imaginings of panic born? What would you want that this is shown to you? What would you wish to keep in such a dream? Fear has made everything you think you see, all separation, all distinctions, and the multitude of differences you believe make up the world. They are not there. Love's enemy has made them up. Yet love can have no enemy, and so they have no cause, not being, no being, and no consequence. So yet love can have no enemy, and so they have no cause, no being, and no consequence. They can be valued, but remain unreal. So you can value, you know, white supremacy. <laughs> it's an extreme example, but that is just because you value it doesn't make that hatred real. They can be sought, but they cannot be found. Today we will not seek for them, nor waste this day in seeking what cannot be found. It is impossible to see two worlds which have no overlap of any kind. Seek for the one, the other disappears. So in other words, if you reach for love, fear, hatred, etc. disappears. But one remains. They are the range of choice beyond which your decision cannot go. So it's love or fear. The real and the unreal are all there are all there. Wait, the real and the unreal are all there are to choose between. I'm gonna re I'm gonna reread that. The real and the unreal are, are all there are to choose between, and nothing more than these. So we're choosing the real and we're or we are choosing the unreal, and these are our only two choices. There's no there's nothing else except these two things to choose from, the real and the unreal, fear or love. Today we will attempt no compromise where none is possible. The world you see is proof you have already made a choice as all-embracing as its opposite. What we would learn today is more than just the lesson that you cannot see two worlds. It also teaches that one you see is quite consistent from the point of view from which you see it. It is all a piece because it stems from one emotion and reflects its source in everything you see. Six times today, in thanks and gratitude, we gladly give five minutes to the thought that ends all compromise and doubt and go beyond them all as one. We will not make a thousand meaningless distinctions nor attempt to bring with us a little part of unreality as we devote our minds to finding only what is real. Begin your searching for the other world by asking for a strength beyond your own and recognizing what it is you seek. You do not want illusions. And you come to these five minutes emptying your hands of all the petty treasures of this world. You wait for God to help you, as you say. It is impossible to see two worlds. Let me, accept, let me accept the strength God offers me and see no value in this world that, aim, that I may find my freedom and deliverance. That's the little prayer part. That's the italicized 
section. God will be there, for you have called upon the great unfailing power which will take this giant step with you in gratitude. Nor will you fail to see his thanks expressed in tangible perception and in truth. You will not doubt what you will look upon, for though it is perception, it is not the kind of seeing that your eyes alone have ever seen before. And you will know God's strength upheld, upheld you as you made this choice. Dismiss, dismiss temptation easily today whenever it arises, merely by remembering the limits of your choice. The unreal or the real. The false or true is what you see and only what you see. Perception is consistent with your choice and hell or heaven comes to you as one. Except a little part of hell is real and you have been damned your eyes and cursed your sight and what you will behold is hell indeed. So that's like like giving into... Um, you're having a great day, you know, you're, you're, you're flying high, you're feeling good, and then you jump on social media and you see that person who says that thing that you just don't like, and that's the temptation that is calling you into hell. It's saying, hey, would you like some, would you like some hell, right? And you don't want to give in to, them to, to, that, to that temptation and behold any hell at all. Yet the release of heaven still remains within your choice of choice to take the place of everything that hell would show to you. All you need say to any part of hell, whatever form it takes, is simply this. It is impossible to see two worlds. I seek my freedom and deliverance, and this is not a part of what I want. So, Hell can take so many forms. It's just the, the usual examples I'm always using. Somebody's taking too, line in front, too long in front of you at the grocery store. Someone at the gas station is being rude to the attendant. There are people who disagree with you about what the truth is. There is an administration you are not very happy with. Seeing these sorts of things and giving in to the ego is choosing the unreal. So going along with the pundits who believe that the president is awful, that's giving into the hell. That's giving into the unreal. It does not mean, again, that we bypass or that we condone or that we approve. It just means that we do not give our power away to these external circumstances, which in so many ways, so many ways can dictate the course of our existences or the courses of our existence. Thanks again for listening. Course in Miracles podcast. Talk to you tomorrow.